Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the long-awaited return of For the Lore Plays Tales from the Loop, our retro 80s sci-fi youth adventure mystery game. And kids, by a show of hands, who remembers what the heck happened like five months ago? There were birds. I asked somebody if they knew Jesus Christ. I got nothing. Hey, was it the bird? <laughs> All right. Uh, partial credit to Oz. <laughs> Birds were involved, yes. There was a bird. There was the, we went to the island. We talked to somebody on the island, didn't we? No, they sent us away or something. We were going to head back to the island the next day, were we not? Because we saw something we were going to investigate. Come on, I gotta um, be close. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I don't remember your exact motivations, uh, but on the island, you uh, discovered a uh, what's it called? A like a, essentially a license plate, a uh, identifying uh, plate to a magnetrine uh, freighter ship, uh, as well as before you went to the island, you had met the uh, teenage girl. I forgot her name. Let me check my notes. I don't think we ever got a name. That's right. You never got her name. You got the dog's name. And as well, uh, we had uh, moved ahead, I believe, to the next morning where you had heard a news report about a young girl nearby on the beach that had been attacked by a flock of birds. And Matea had gone off to uh, do something there. And at the same time, uh, the news reports... Uh, tried to interview a once famous, now infamous uh, ornithologist. He used to have his own TV series who lives in town. And Brandon and Oz went to check out his place and uh, maybe get some information from him. Busted in uh, because something was going down. And the last thing we saw was the ornithologist with a hatchet in hand holding a bird up against the wall. <laughs> so let's pick up back with Matea. You had found the parents of this young girl in the hospital. You wormed your way in, convinced the nurses to let you in. And yeah, I believe the last thing you said was asking them if they believed in Jesus Christ. I needed an in. I'd like to believe that is my bardic inspiration charm. It's a, it's a couple, uh, African-American, uh, clearly distraught. The, the man has his arm uh, around the shoulders of presumably his wife as she's just kind of sobbing quietly. And they, they both look up at you and just stare at you, bewildered. Listen, it's, it's not anything to be crazy about. I just, I, my mother and I, we attend church regularly. I just, I just want to pray over your daughter. Just pray for a quick and fast recovery, if that's all right with you. What? 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 No. And, and like the, the mother's trying to talk and just can't quite get anything out. And uh, the father just kind of like pats her shoulder and looks, looks back at you and like, and thank, thank you, young lady. But um, I, I think we'd rather just be by ourselves right now, if that's okay. Of course, of course. I just, if there's anything you need, anything at all, I'll be here. Um, if if you have any questions or if you need any assistance with anything, just let me know. I'm just trying to empathize with them, really. Well, then make an empathize roll. Oh, come on. So to remind you how this works, uh, you have a luck point you could spend to re-roll that, or you can take a condition to attempt a re-roll or just accept your failure. I will take the luck. As if I remember correctly, you only have one of those? Mm. You have two. So yes, if you want to spend one of them right now, um, God, it's been so long since we played this game. I think you might just automatically succeed. Okay. Yeah, I have two luck points, so. 
I'm going to use one. Nope, you only reroll. You do not automatically succeed. So you can make your test again. You are so lucky. So would you like to accept the condition or? <laughs> oh my God. I have an empathy in this world. I'll just take the condition then. All right. Which condition would you like to accept? You have angry, scared, exhausted, or injured. She's sounding a little angsty. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm going to take scared. And what about this makes you scared? If this happened to this little girl, this could happen to anybody. This could have happened to me. I just want to know how to avoid it, how to, how to stay away from it. All right. Make that roll one final time. Oh, God. Thank you. So at this point, the mother will kind of like look up and nod her head. Thank, thank you, young lady. I'm sorry. What, what was, what was your name? Uh, Matea. My name's Matea. Matea. That's, it's a beautiful name. Thank you. My mother got it from a telenovela. I'm sorry, what? Spanish soap opera. She was the nurse. <laughs> oh. Okay. It just, it inspired me to always want to be a nurse. I just, I just want to help others who can't help themselves. It just, I, in the world we're living in today, it's just, what happened to your daughter? I'm sorry. It, it could happen to anyone. I just want to protect those, protect the innocent, just as God would. God. And she'll like nod and look at her husband. It it it's okay, honey. Yeah, let's let's sit here for a minute with Matea, if that's if that's okay. I'm so sorry again that this happened to you. I just was there something that seemed off? Oh, I, I'm trying to make sense as to the situation and how it occurred. She was just playing at the the playground on the beach. Uh, we were making dinner, uh, barbecue at the, the picnic area nearby. And we just heard the screaming. <laughs> and Terrible, terrible noise. I, 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 I hand her a tissue. I go, it's okay. It's okay. You're so strong. There's all these, these birds, just the, 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 the shorebirds, the, the, the gulls, they, they just were surrounding her. Jonathan grabbed the the towel he was using and ran in and like tried to swat them away. But if it wasn't for the the boat captain that was nearby, he uh, he like fired a, a flare at them to chase them off. I I don't, I don't. And she just starts breaking down and sobbing as uh, the husband again just like tries to comfort her. You're so strong. You did everything you could. You did everything you could. And in the mighty name of Jesus, and I start putting my hands in the air like a televangelist. And in the mighty name of Jesus, we're going to pray healing on this girl. We're going to give her quick healing. And she's going to make a swift recovery because she is a child of God. These parents, these loving parents, her guardians, her angels are also, are also children of the Lord. She will be okay. I have the confidence. Did you happen to catch the name of the boat captain? <laughs> He's also a child, child of God. We're all children of God. <laughs> oh, God. Between Vince and her, I swear to God. <laughs> Jesus loves you. This I know. 
completely <laughs> out of character. We are going to start streaming this, but you'll be the one streaming it. <laughs> we need to see this live. So it, it, as this goes on, the, the, the husband like starts waving his hand at you. He's like, yes, thank, thank you, young lady. Um, we feel very comforted. But I, I don't, I don't know the name of the captain right now. We, we thank him with all of our hearts. And once Cindy is feeling better, we, he's the first person that we will talk to. But right now we just need to, to focus on our daughter. And I thank you for bringing this comfort to my wife and I. But right now, um, if you don't mind, just need a little, a little quiet, okay? Um, I'm, I'm sure there are other patients here who would be happy to have your assistance right now. Yes, of course. I, I you know, I'm, I'm going to go take care of them right now. I just want you to know the Lord has his shroud of protection oh, upon each and every one of you. And I'm going to pray for you tonight. That's what I'm, I'm actually going to go home and pray right now. That's, you know, I, I think that's a good time because I, when you, when you pray with two or more, and that's me and my mom, because there's two of us. Yes. Yes. Peace and quiet. Yes. I'm going to, and I start slowly back away. I'm going to go <laughs> pray for her uh, right now at home. Bless you. May the Lord cover you. Anomni Patriot Feely Spirit Sancti Boondock Saints. I'll see you later. And then I just run. <laughs> I wish there was some version of like inspiration in the system. <laughs> Can I get a luck point back? You know what? Sure. Woo. All right. I just needed a name. I needed a location and I needed the type of birds. That's what I wanted. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Back to Brandon and Oz. Uh, yes. You arrived at the ornithologist's house. Ornithologist. I think I put an extra S in there. Uh, the man was by the name of something Boyd. I had Boyd. Where's his first name? Christopher Boyd. Uh, yes, he, he once had a famous TV series. There was an unfortunate incident with a goose. Uh, he became the laughing stock of the uh, documentary community, uh, retired and took up residence at a nearby home. Uh, to remind you, it was very run down when you got here. Looks like he was a bit of a shut-in. Heard a lot of yelling and squawking of birds inside. Um, I think you'd managed to, like, get through a window or unlock the door somehow. I Again, I forget exactly, but that's not important because you got inside, uh, ran up the stairs, and found this man rather discamp or unkempt, uh, unruly hair, long beard, holding a, a parrot against the wall with like a meat cleaver in his hand, or I think it was a, maybe even a wood hatchet and uh, yelling. He's like, ah, demon, demon beast, be done with you. There's, there's easier ways to get fried chicken. That, that'll definitely get his attention. So now there's a madman with an ax in his hand looking at you. Did, did, did the bird say something that you didn't didn't like? As if on cue you hear, ah, disgrace. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. So, uh, hi, I'm Brandon. Can you put the cleaver down? He'll look at you, look back to the bird. No. Why, why don't you just band his beak and put him back in the cage for now? Then he can't talk and you can deal with it later. I'm going to step up and say, or you can put him in a box with some holes. We did that with our talking bird. Well, it was a pigeon to be specific. I said bird. Yeah, but I mean, he he's a bird guy. I, I figure specifics is, is good, right? We'd like to talk to you about, well, our talking bird problem. 
All right, Brandon, I'd like you to make me some sort of roll here. Uh, hmm. Uh, I think maybe uh, you could get away with a comprehend test. You're trying to uh, sure appeal to his scholarly side. Yeah, and one success is good enough. And he'll look at you and you you heard the pigeons too? Yeah, I found a whole bunch of them. We think we know where they are, but we, we need to ask you some questions. And for the record, I never thought you were a laughing stock. I actually used to watch reruns of your show all the time. I'm kind of a nerd. Ah, laughing stock. Um, if you put the cleaver down, I'll even rubber band the bird because he's starting to annoy me. Thought, I thought I'd, thought I'd finally lost it. Thought, yeah, I thought my mom's cooking went a little awry when we started hearing birds. So, you're not crazy. You're definitely not crazy. Or we're all collectively crazy, and this is like a mass shared hysteria. But either way, you're not alone. Can can please put the cleaver down? I would really appreciate that. And he'll just like let go as it clatters to the floor. I thought those years ago when the the goose attacked me, I thought it was I thought it was over it, and then the other other birds last yesterday they they came for me too I... well i mean goose are kind of dill holes to begin with so and he'll, he'll look at the pigeon or i'm sorry the the parrot and he'll just like let it go just like he did the the cleaver and it'll like clumsily flutter to the floor manages to catch itself doesn't fall flat on its beak but he seems largely uninterested in the parrot at this point I figured. Um, um, at this I, point, I'll I, I, I'll bring him through and try to get Oz involved with everything that we've gone through with the bird so far, so that he knows he's not alone. He's not crazy. Would you boys like to join me in the kitchen for? Um, I think I could go for. Oh, you're too young for that. Uh, I guess as long as will suffice. As long as there's no cleavers involved, sir, I'll I'll be more than happy to meet you in the kitchen. Brandon will follow along quietly. Brandon is his character, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> I should have pressed the button down. That was a big sigh. <laughs> not at you, at myself. Jackson will follow along quietly. For the record, it's been five fucking months, okay? <laughs> you're, you're fine. <laughs> so, yeah, as you guys are, are now uh, taking a more leisurely pace through the home, you notice there's just bird cages everywhere. Like, any horizontal surface has some sort of enclosure on it. Uh, at this point, a lot of them are empty, however. I mean, mm -hmm. There's still a fair amount of assorted birds, parakeets, and cockatiels, you know, house birds, pet pet store types. Uh, just newspapers stacked up at, at, as far as the eye can see. Uh, definitely not a very well-kept home. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, Boyd will lead you into the, uh, the kitchen and start brewing a pot of tea. Uh, he'll set the, the water in the pot on the stove and pull out a chair and like knock some newspapers off a couple of others and invite you to sit down. Yep. I'll gladly sit down as long as he doesn't have a cleaver in his hand. I'm good. Same. So you said you had encountered the pigeons too. Yeah. And we managed to, I guess, catch one would be the best way to phrase it. Um, it looked like it had some scarring on like it's head region. So I mean, my working theory is that and he'll just interrupt. You're like, right, right. That that has to be it. Yes, not not natural. Yeah, some sort of tampering. That like, it would make sense, especially with some of those birds, because you know, like the the Corvus brachy 
Recky Ring. I can never pronounce it. The, the crows. They have. I would figure that more than just parrots and, and and ravens and crows would have capacity for speech, if they had something to assist them. So I'm not just capacity, but team. intelligence to to use vocal communication. Right. At pigeons, they're not they're not that smart. No, that they're, they're flying rats. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry, young man. What was what was your name again? My name's Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. Uh, okay. So yeah, scarring like. Yeah, they they've they're being manipulated somehow. That this isn't natural. My my guess is that it's some form of neural network created by actually inserting some form of electronics into the brain to stimulate it and allow them to have greater capacity for intellect by linking them together. Yes, that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually bring out I bring I bring out like my green like spiral note or my composition notebook and like I've been I've been doing all sorts of research and like it seems like this is something that they've been trying to do for years, um, and there are in in like, well more with like people and trying to do stuff like that. But I figure if people went missing, well I mean they would notice and there'd be a whole bunch of stuff. But animals, especially birds, pigeons, like you said, they're, they're rats of the air. And I mean don't get me wrong, I love rats. They're really cute and they they're really smart. Um, but yeah, nobody would miss them, right? So I mean a, a they did this during like the second world war with, with humans. So I, I don't see why they wouldn't maybe try to do it with, with pigeons. It's got like all sorts of like notations from stuff that I've like dug from like the, the collection of encyclopedias and, and stuff that my father has and a bunch of the historical texts and, and things like that. And then, you know, I, n none of it, goes towards the occult all of it is just the the sciencey type stuff that, that they've tried to do over the last like 40 50 years you know i knew a guy he um oh what was his name he worked he he worked over there like he points in the direction of like the loop and he's like oh god what was give me a minute give me a minute and he'll like leave the room uh leaving the two of you alone for a minute is the uh parrot still in the room uh, that one specific parrot? No. But okay. again, there's birds all over the damn place. Looking at the birds, do we see the same type of scarring on any of their bodies? Why don't you make, uh, what is it called, a notice test? Notice or investigate? Yeah, investigate. That's the one. We notice a shit out of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, Brandon. They they are one hundred percent natural birds. No tampering that uh, either of you can pick up on. And at this point, the uh, the tea kettle starts going off. I'll get up and turn the tea kettle off. While he's doing that, I'm actually going to go to the fridge and open it. Do I see any chicken-like substances there? <laughs> Uh, Mr. Boyd apparently uh, appears to be a large fan of the Colonel's own blend of uh, seasons and spices. Specifically, that, those containers are in there, so he's buying it, not cooking his own? That is correct. Okay. Gonna, uh, yeah, Jackson's going to look at, at Brandon and say, well, at least he's not eating his own. But still, come on, he's eating birds in front of birds. How wrong is that? I mean, most birds probably wouldn't notice. I mean, there's a phenomena where, you know, chickens will eat other chickens just because it's a food source that's available. I'm just going to shake my head and walk away. Still wrong. <laughs> and at that point, uh, Boyd will come back in. He's like, yes, yes, this guy, this guy. And he pulls out like an old Rolodex. And he's like, dad. Doc Dixon, uh, Donald Dixon. Yeah, he he was an expert on uh, the, the neurology of birds. Rather strange field to study, but I guess it's not that strange given, you know. And he just kind of like waves his hand. <laughs> yeah, no that 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 would track. I mean, when's the last time you talked with uh, Mr. Dixon? I it, I haven't talked to him in a while, but. 
I actually tried to get in touch with him a, a, a few weeks ago, I, and he he was gone. He left his house. I I, I just I just stopped by. I figured you know, chat between some old colleagues, but uh, he his house was empty. Um, I don't I don't know where he went. Hmm. That seems very very odd. But back back to the pigeons. You said you you'd found their nest. We we think we found a nest. Um, but they all seem to be gravitating gravitating towards um, this little section of Little Boulder Island. And like I'll pull out the little map and kind of circle. Um, we we sort of tracked them there. Yes, I I. Had- that's why I went to go see Donald. I had been tracking their migration patterns, and they've been going farther and farther north, which I, I guess is fine, but it was rather uh, counter to what I... And he'll just, like, start babbling on and on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and the island, you say, that's not a typical nesting grounds for them. It must be, it must be because of the other birds. That's right. But we did see them interacting with um, seagulls and and stuff too. So yes, yeah, just the gulls. It's, it's it's very strange. Whatever whatever manipulation is going on, it's it's affected the birds in different ways. The pigeons they they gain speech, but uh, like like the birds that attacked me, they they were uh, the gulls. Yeah, that because you know, they're second most common to the pigeons in this area. They they were very aggressive, like working as a pack. And there was oh goodness. There was a leader high, high above. I, as I was running, I, 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 I think it was a hawk. That would probably make sense for the predatory nature of the pack of, of seagulls if there was a hawk sort of as the alpha or in control. Um, I mean, they don't want to get eaten. And if it's directing them, huh, great. That could... Pre- do some very interesting and terrible things. Uh, Hitchcock may have been right. Dang it. I hate that movie. Yeah, that movie is unfortunately proving prophetic. You should have put a goose in there. Dude, would you like to hear my theory about Canadian geese? I think you should drink your tea, young man. Okay. I'll I'll drink the tea. Yeah, he'll he'll look like he'll take a couple sips and he'll put his cup down. And he's like, "I'm I'm a little I'm a little tired. I think I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna go lay down. Uh, you boys can see yourselves out, right? Saw yourselves in how how did I, you get into my house? Um, I may have picked your front door lock. We heard things crashing around, and I was honestly worried that something happened to you, especially with all the bird things happening. I figured that they might have come back to try to finish whatever they started before. Such a brave young man you are. Well, I'm not really that brave, sir. It's just, well, um, I, I know what it's like to be made fun of a lot. And you... Young man, he'll he'll turn to Oz. He's like, "You're very quiet. Not as um, talkative as your your buddy." I don't need to be. I just listen. Wise words. Wise words. Two smart young men. I'm. I've been gifted this day. Yes, I. I'm gonna take that nap now. Good day, boys. Thank you, sir. I'm going to look at Brandon and flash a big smile and say, he called me smart. And as we're walking out of the house, (laughs) I let you have this one. I I lock the door behind us as we leave. All right. So uh, what's the plan from here? I I think you had uh, agreed to meet up in the afternoon with your findings. Yeah. Yeah. What time of day is it? Uh, it's it's definitely like approaching noontime at this point, especially given the travel time to get from your homes to various places. Is there a post office between his house and my house by chance? 
why not? Sure. I'm going to go see if I can see if there's a forwarding address for one Donald Dixon. All right. I mean, that's a simple enough thing to ask for. I yep. don't think they'll even uh, need to make a roll for that. But yeah, no, uh, last address on record is, and uh, she'll give you an address. Uh, Jackson, make a uh, comprehend test. I'm not likely to want to get a condition if I don't know what that was for. I, if, if you would like to choose the failure, that's perfectly fine. Can I know why I was rolling? In a minute. Yeah, but I'm not going to know if I want to get the condition and try again if I don't know what it's for. Uh, or can I that just... might have been a familiar address. Oh, well, then in that case, then yeah, I'll definitely take a condition. And which condition would you like to take? You're already injured. If I um, if I recognize the address, was it just, hmm, that sounds familiar or it stirred something in me? Yeah, it's not like that's not so much it sounds familiar because if it, you know it sounded familiar, you, you'd uh, you probably know it. It's that it's like when the teacher's talking to you and she asks a question and you're like, I, I feel like I should know this. Okay. <laughs> that sort of feeling. Hmm. I, so maybe you would want to take scared because it's just like being back in class on a pop quiz. Can you remind me again? And I apologize for not remembering, but how do we get rid of the conditions again? Is it by sleeping or? Uh, by either spending some time with your anchor, who for right. you is your aunt, or some time in the hideout with the other kids. Uh, you can kind of take care of each other. Right. Okay. Damn so it. would you like to I, take the condition? No, uh, you I, have a luck point, have too. One. What's that? You have a luck point. Yeah, but on something that's just a, hmm, I, God damn. You know what? I'll take. Uh, you only have the one, so that's uh Yeah, I'd rather say call. that. You know what? I'll take the. Uh, I'll take scared. All right. So make that roll again. Uh, give me a second. Oh, for fuck's sakes! Okay. Well, too bad. He can't remember. Uh, okay, I lagged a bit. All right. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't ring a bell. All right. Well, I'll write down the address uh, before we head out. Might be worth stopping by there and taking a gander. All right. So are you going to head back to meet up with Matea, or did you want to stop by there first? Um, Jackson, I don't know if you want to stop by there first, but I think we should go gather Matea, and maybe all do this together, because if we're going to do any breaking and entering, we probably need to have more of us involved so that we don't get caught. Sounds fine to me. And I'm assuming we're meeting up back at Brandon's place. It is the hideout. Yeah, that's where I went to. Yes, with you all gathered back at your hideout, if you'd like to spend a little time together, you can clear your conditions. Sweet. Yep, I'll flop, uh, I'll flop down on the, uh, the couch and we'll spend some quality bonding time together and sort of bring Matei up to speed of everything that happened with us. So, hold on. Do you clear all conditions by spending time together or only one for each? I believe it would be all of them. Uh, but oh. As long as we, you know, role play that out. So, how do you take care of your... Mateo, you were scared as well? Yeah, I played this. I immediately got scared because I started thinking that if this happened to this little girl, this could happen to any of us. And right. Working on this made me very apprehensive. So Oz and Mateo were both scared and Oz was injured as well from, uh, it was climbing into the bird's nest back on the yes, island, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the injured part is really easy to do. I'll just go grab uh, the first aid kit from the kitchen and and I'll bring it down, get the, the bacitracin and all that other stuff and get them all cleaned up. And for the scared, um, Jackson's going to notice clearly that she is shaken still and he's still not going to be feeling the best either. And out of character is going to help narrator as, as well. He's going to say, we should try not to split apart anymore. We are finding out a lot of things here that are scary. The three of us together are a lot stronger and we won't have to worry as much if we stick together. 
I agree. I think that's a good idea. All right. That's that's good enough for me. Clear the motherfucking check marks. <laughs> there's a lot I learned at the hospital. It's there's a lot that we, there's other breeds of birds. There's seagulls. There's a, a boat captain that's involved now. He used a flare gun on the birds to shoot them away. She was just out on the beach, just being a kid, just playing on the playground. Yeah, the sooner we get to the bottom of this, the sooner we won't have to worry about other kids getting attacked. There's just some other things that just kind of make me wonder. I don't know if they're triggers to these birds at all or not, but the family was barbecuing next to the playground or nearby the playground. I wonder if it was the smell of the smoke that kind of provoked the birds to come nearby, but then it doesn't make sense. Why didn't they go after the parents instead of the kid? Jackson's just going to shake his head. No clue. I mean, if they were the seagulls, I mean, the kids are easier to snatch food from, so it would probably make sense that they we try to get them to drop the food or take the food from them. Adults tend to, or the, the larger the human, the more the threat. So, Well, I just wonder if maybe the smoke was even a deterrent for the birds not to go near the parents. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, it could be a, an alternative. That could be something that we could use to our advantage if it's smoke that bothers them. But I, I don't know. Well, I mean... It seems like there might be some credence to my collective uh, brain thing, and it seems like they may be getting uh, orders from a hawk. Uh, at least that is what uh, doctor, insert his name here because I completely forgot it, um, uh, said. And uh, yeah, uh, but apparently there is somebody else we need to go track down that may be also involved. Uh, he was in, 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 he was a, a contemporary of, of, uh, the the ontologist and uh, he was messing around with the collective thoughts of birds and he may have made a mistake. Now wait wait I'm sorry. Now I'm not the smartest of people. I never did pay that much attention to science. But just out of curiosity, do birds cohabitate like that? I can't remember gulls and hawks ever being of a feather that flock together, so to speak. That that is that is the strange thing. Um, but it, it's it's about capacity to reason. Um, pigeons are are very simple creatures. We we know that, um, especially the one that we uh, mm, re rescued. I, I think is the right term. Um, sure. But sure. <laughs> um, but as <laughs> the birds get bigger um, and, and more predatory, they um, tend to have higher thought process and reasoning. Like uh, crows and ravens, uh, they can they can uh, troubleshoot and solve. They are not small birds. Um, seagulls are slightly bigger, and they have been known to uh, figure out how to open up things to get at trash and 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 other things to scavenge. Um, hawks. But Brandon, you're making it sound like these birds all have human brains, and they all communicate the same way that humans communicate. You you talked to a pigeon earlier, dear. I know, but but that's basically the basis that we're setting this foundation on is that they are thinking like humans. They're communicating like humans. We we talked to a bird, dear. They very clearly understand, or at least in our capacity, something of human speech. Um, and, and having them linked together, as we saw in uh, what you described as a pack, is very similar to what the ornithologist described. Um, it's almost like a hunting pack like wolves, um, but just smaller and more scavenger-ish. Um, there has to be a way that they're communicating. Animals communicate in all different ways. Cats with body language and pheromones, uh, dogs between the different barks uh, and howls. Um, there's nothing uh, There's nothing that says that birds don't do this as well, uh, whether it's from their cries or whatever. Um, I mean, there, there's entire sciences devoted to studying uh, the thought patterns of, of of animals but what if somebody tinkered with that what what if what if somebody had to bring out the green composition notebook again what if somebody <laughs> tampered with the way that they interact 
and and linked them even stronger or gave them ways to communicate like um hear me out like almost like putting a radio into their heads and linking it on the same frequency and they did that with a larger bird of prey something that can reason and it has the ability to direct the other ones well they don't want to be eaten by a bird of prey they're going to do whatever the heck that the big scary one wants um in this case the ornithologist said that he remembers specifically seeing a hawk um around with this and 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 traditionally you're right these birds don't cohabitate but neither did humans for a very long time and yet here we are um in cities and neighborhoods and and stuff I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to remember things that I remembered in science. Hawks, specifically budios and occipiters, depending on their wingspan, obviously would depend what type of hawk we're referring to. A lot of them aren't of the beach region. A lot of them are more forest and mountainous regions. So I don't quite understand where the hawk would even be coming from. I Well, as have you fallen asleep? <laughs> yes, 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 he did. And I almost did too. Sorry. In the middle of the conversation, you hear Oz loudly snoring on the couch. Did, did he do anything while he was there? Be nice, Allie. <laughs> um, I, I will keep this brief then for the benefit of, of, of Jackson here. Um, yes, but if, let's say, a doctor, in, in this case... Um, perhaps Mr. Dixon was researching these birds, there is nothing that says that he could not have had them from wherever. And it is not like we are in a region of the United States in which forests are uh, not known uh, or exist. So getting a hawk is potentially a relatively simple thing. And if you are a scientist and you have an experiment, but you need to see how things work in, um, let's say, a less than... Um, what is the word I am looking for? Um, controlled environment. You may release something to see what happens. It, it is also potential that this thing escape. But if he's messing with bird brains, and, and we know this because, I mean, the pigeon had, it had a scar. It had an incision in the back of its head, which means something was tinkering around in there or someone. Um, it, this, it could just be worse. It could just be making everything worse because um, he made out a thought on his actions. I think, I think finding Mr. Dixon is going to be key. Once we find Mr. Dixon, we just have to also understand the motivation. Who would want to tamper with Mother Nature that way? Who would want to tamper with an entire species like that? And you, and why? You 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 act like you've never watched a sci-fi movie. I know for a fact you have. We've watched them here. And, and keep in mind, Matea, these sorts of stories, while largely rumor, have been circulating around town for as long as the loop has been here. It's not outside the realm of possibility that this could be one of their things. <laughs> okay, gotcha. But um, we know that uh, um, man likes to tamper with nature at every given point. Um, I mean, we, and I'll adjust my glasses. Um, we live in a city. We, we sort of bent nature to our will there, didn't I mean, we, yeah. So some people um, don't think very far ahead. And uh, besides, if we find this person, I don't think we need to understand his motivations um, so much as maybe have Jackson have a heart-to-heart -heart with him. I just look over to Jackson. Is Jackson still sleeping? Oh, God, yes. This is way too much like science class for him to even be physically capable of staying awake. I just kind of look to Jackson, who's asleep, and I look at Brandon. I look back to Jackson, and I go... He's had a day. I guess so. I mean, or, or, orthologists with, with cleavers and parrots and, and stuff. Yeah, it's weird. All right. I just... Well, I guess we just need to find this... D Dixon? Dixon is who he said? Donald Dixon, he uh, he worked at the Loop, um, which would track with all of this stuff, um, and he disappeared, or apparently his house is empty, um, or he is no longer there. But I have his address; it's right here. Um, I wrote it down and everything. And I'm thinking maybe we should 
um, go pay a visit and do some snooping. Mm -hmm. So at this point, Matea, why don't you make me a comprehend roll? Oh, I have horrible stats of comprehend. But I still succeeded. Yeah, you, you also recognize, like, you should know this from somewhere, and it takes you a minute. And you reach into your jacket pocket and pull out that receipt that the young girl gave you. Well, not young girl, she was older than you, but the other girl gave you at the uh, at the beach. What the? It's this the is same the address. Wait, what? What's? What? What's? What? What? The little girl with the puppy. Remember, she said we could go visit the dog. This <gasps> is the house address. Huh. Dun dun dun. At this point, I'll 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 like poke Jackson in the ribs. What? Um. Yeah. So it looks like this address is going to be the hot place to go, man. And I point to you know our stop at the post office, the slip of paper that they wrote down the address on, and uh, point at Matea's receipt where she had the thing written down. I'm like, um. Yeah, so I think we know our next stop. And Oz, you know exactly where that is because uh, you were there say, last night. I'm going to say, and I know exactly how to get us there. So we could just jump ahead there if you guys would like. Yep. Yes, please. And Matea, you were specifically told by the young lady to approach from the back of the house. Yes, that is correct. Come from the back. I'm going to be honest. <sighs> My first immediate thought was she wanted us to go in the back because if people were seen, she could get hurt. Let's just go in with caution. So a reminder, this is a very uh, typical neighborhood, you know, upper middle class, very nice houses, white picket fences, clean cars, all that sort of stuff. With this one eyesore in the middle of the streets, uh, grass is overgrown. Newspapers piled up on the front step, but you kind of ignore that as you uh, sneak around the back way. Uh, why don't all three of you make sneak rolls? That's quite good. Uh, everybody succeeded, and Oz succeeded even better than everybody else. So, yeah, you make it around the back, kind of hop over the fence. It's got a privacy fence around the backyard small little swimming pool back there and the, just adjacent to the swimming pool is a, a sliding door that looks to lead into like a kitchen dining room sort of area. Okay, well, there's nobody there clearly. If we go close to the door can we hear anybody inside? Not at the moment, no. What time of day is it now? Mid-afternoon. Mid -afternoon. Are we hearing a dog barking inside? Not currently, no. Is there a window that I can look through? And there's windows all over the place, yeah, as well as the large sliding glass door. Oh, it's a sliding, uh, I apologize. Okay, yeah, so I'm going to go to the door. Do I see anything? Do I see anything? Uh, you see a rather nasty-looking house, uh, trash piled up in some places the tv may be on in the living room like you can see the the light and kind of flickering from that way as well as uh you see a light on in the kitchen because you can clearly see into that direction um also if we're outside in the back area is there like a shed or a garage or anything of that sort yeah there's like a small little storage shed adjacent to the pool she give us any instructions on how to say we're here? Not that I recall. She just said if you want to come see the dog, come through the back. Is there a a, a, a dog a dog square hole in, in a, a door or anything? No, there is not. Okay. Hey, hey, Jackson, I have an idea. So did I, but you go first. I was going to say, we want to know if, you know, the dog is actually here or anything like that. I mean, you seem like a guy that's played Ding Dong Ditch before. 
Okay, legitimately, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Uh, it's ring, ring the doorbell and run. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> it's like, the fuck? <laughs> uh, no, I was going to suggest you and I hide off the side a little bit, and Matea can ring the doorbell. Less frightening if it's a girl at the door, if it is Donnie who answers the door, and she can just say she knows his daughter, and they walk the dog together. That point of order. Reminder, you're behind the house. Mm-hmm. No doorbell on the back door. Yeah, I was just going to say Knock that. on the screen door, whatever. That and again, she just was, wanted to yep, specify. That's so that's what I suggest. What about as an amendment to this plan? I ring the front doorbell, attract whoever is from the front, and you guys slip in through the back. That's not a bad idea. Um, okay. Okay. I'm going to point to Brandon and say, get your tools out. We're going to need to unlock a door, probably. You got this, Brandon. I know you can do this. Well, hopefully there's nobody with a cleaver inside. Um, Okay. All right, so just so I know exactly what the plan is here, Matea, you're going to swing back around the front side, ring the doorbell, and then as whatever happens, happens, Brandon and Oz are going to try and sneak in through the back. Yes. Pretty much. We got a 50-50 shot. If it's the guy, I play dumb. If it's a little girl, I'm going to talk to her. Basically, think of every 80s sitcom you ever saw. This happened at some point. <laughs> this is true. There's Michael J. Fox somewhere in this. Yep. Somewhere. All right. So, Matea, you, you want to just go around and do that? You can. So Okay. I, before she goes... Uh, around though, I'm going to say, give us at least two minutes for Brandon to work the lock. All right, I'll do my best. I'll try to keep him off as long as I can. All right, so Matea, ring the doorbell. And it's one of those stupid doorbells that like plays a whole chime. And as soon as it starts off, you you all hear the little yapping uh, of you know, presumably the small dachshund, Ham. And uh, Oz and Brandon, you guys can see through the door because you have not a clear view of the front door, but you can kind of see that area of the house. Like you see this round thing doing its best to run towards the door, yapping away. But again, he's he's a fat dog with short legs, so it's rather comical. And uh, you also see the young lady uh, not go to the door. She kind of runs over to the kitchen, which is, you know, on that side of the house and very carefully peeks out through the the blinds to see who's at the door. Does she see us or she's looking at the front? Sorry. She's looking at the front. But we can see her fairly clearly. Yeah, you have you have like a, a sight line on the kitchen. Like not the whole kitchen, but you can kind of see what she's doing. Okay. I if did we both see it or was Brandon still working the lock? I, I'm assuming this is before you've started messing with the lock. Okay, yeah. So you were waiting for the doorbell before you started doing anything. Okay. Well, obviously, we're not going to do anything if it's just her there. So, yep, some time goes by. Matea, there's no response at the door. Brandon and Oz, she's not leaving that window. If we were to knock on the the door, the back sliding door, is she within eyesight that she would see us? Yes. I'm going to knock, but one of those friendly kind of knocks at the back, not a bang. Right. Her head like whips around. Like she's kind of like kneeling on the kitchen counter and she almost like falls and into the sink. Like she like wheels around and meanwhile, stare straight at you. Waving very friendly smiles, not to be intimidating or frightening. You're Um, waving. I'm ducking. Oz, just for fun, make a charm roll. <laughs> so she's she's not going to ignore you. She'll run to the door and like slide it open. You notice she didn't unlock it. She just slid it open. Go, go tell your idiot friend to come in the back door. I told her to come through the back. We didn't know if your old man was here. Just get her before the neighbors see her. I'll, I'll slink off to go grab her. I'll look at her and point inside and say, can we come in? 
she'll pause for a second. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Just just get inside before somebody sees you. Yeah, it takes another minute, but yeah. Uh, Matea, Brandon's... Uh, Brandon, how are you uh, bringing Matea around to the back? Uh, psst, psst. I lean over from, like, the side of the house, like, hiding, like, the bushes and just kind of, like, get her attention and, like, wildly motion for her to, like, come around to the backside. And without hesitation, I just make a beeline to I make a beeline to Brandon, and we just slip through the back. Yeah, and then once you come in the door, uh, lady, the young lady will look at you and like, "What the hell is this all about?" Listen, we were worried. We just wanted to know that you were okay. We wanted to know that Ham was okay. Why were you at the front? I don't want to be rude, but I don't know if anybody's here. I didn't know if it was okay to just go to the back. So we figured if one person is in the front and two people are in the back, we'll know. I'm going to lean towards her and say, is your last name Dixon by any chance? No, that's Uncle Donald's name. Ah, the doctor, scientist. What was he again, Brandon? Uh, Bird guy. He, he was he was the scientist, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what Uncle Donald did. He bird shit. Does he still live here? Is this his house? No, yes. Uh, I don't know. I... When I ditched my mom and stepdad, I, I came here. Uncle Donald always... He always told me I'd have a place, so I came here. He was gone, but I didn't want to go home, so... So he hasn't been here in how long, do you know? I I think it's also more important, and I, I kind of, like, stopped Jackson real quick. We don't even know her name. Um, so, I'm Brandon. This this is Jackson. You've already met Matea. Um, I don't want to just call you Miss Dixon. I, I assume you have a name. Yeah, uh, Stacy. I'm Stacy, and you already know Ham. Yeah, and, and uh, I'm sure Matea's already like involved with Ham. I'm already bent down. I'm petting the dog. The dog's literally like laying on top of me, licking my face. Stacy, I'm really, really sorry. I don't know what happened with your mom and stepdad, but you said when you got here, your uncle Donald was gone. Yeah, I've been staying here for a little over a week. Are you taking care of yourself, Stacy and Ham? I, for now, yeah. Narrator, how old is Stacy? Uh, she looks to be about your age, maybe slightly older. Um, so this is going to sound really, really weird but I might be able to give you better accommodations where you don't have to fear like my parents are really good about this stuff and I can probably talk to them and tell them that you're having trouble and not be specific and you could probably crash in our, our rec room or our, our, our hideout if you want you and Ham and then you don't have to worry about this it's it's very nice but before then what are we going to do about the fucking birds <laughs> yeah I... so about that Stacy can I just ask you a quick question can I use charm here uh, sure sorry you, you said that in your character's voice I was a little thrown off oh sorry I'm, I'd like to use charm here for a second. You you certainly may. What are you trying to charm her with? I'm trying to charm her? No. I want to investigate. Why is it that the neighbors can't see her? That's what I wanted squatting. to know. Because she's, she's just squatting. That's why. She ran away from home. Like, that, that, that would be my assumption. Yeah, I mean, th- at this point, it would be, if you're just trying to figure it out, that's more of a comprehend. 
uh, investigate would be to like actually look for physical evidence, okay. which the physical evidence is quite prevalent at this point. So I, I don't think you really even need to make a roll. You can kind of just figure that out. Okay. If you'd like, like to charm her to like maybe open up, that's an option. While Matea is talking with her, I am, however, going to investigate, and I'm looking for uh, letters, papers, uh, pieces of mail, anything that Donald might have left behind that indicates where he went. And that is all wonderful stuff that you will be able to find on our next episode, because as you said about that, the very first thing you notice is the light on in the kitchen kind of attracts your attention as there's a dead and partially dissected seagull on the kitchen table. Yo, how are you going to taco cheese like that? That's my job. No bueno. So, folks, if you'd like to find out what happens then, be sure to tune in for our next episode. But before then, I think it's about time we uh, checked out some XP for the kids, right? Well, we got, we're, got four last time. Well, let me find the chapter that's in, because it's been a while. We got four? I only got three. You all got variable amounts. Yeah, I only had three as well. I'm going to add one now. <laughs> I fucked up. I didn't realize that. Well, no, no, no that's it's, no, no, it's, we didn't get it because we didn't meet the requirement for it. I distinctly remember right. that. That was, that was fine. All right, here we are, experience points. So, first of all, everybody just automatically gets one experience for participating. And then the rest is questions that I get to ask you. Uh, question, have you been in trouble because of your problem or your relationships? I think that's a no for me. No. No. All right. Next up, did you use or struggle with your pride? I really wish I changed my fucking pride now. <laughs> Uh, that's a no for me. I, don't know, no. I I I think Brandon and Oz might uh, work in here because Oz, you kind of pushed through your pain because this also entails the last session because we've been doing XP every oh, other session. Right. So with you dealing with the bird's nest, getting injured and carrying on anyway, I believe that applies. And Brandon, you had all kinds of information from your dad's books. Oh, when you say struggle with pride, I thought it meant... Uh... It was use or struggle with. Okay, gotcha. Yep, so then, yeah, that would make sense. Okay, let's back up. What was the other one before then? The problem or what? Or your relationships. So the ties with uh, either the other kids or the... the uh... Oh, and did it have be... to be a strained? Uh, I'm sorry, can you repeat what yeah, it is? Yeah, trouble, trouble is specifically something that you had to make a role to get yourself out of. Oh, no, we didn't have that. Not that I can remember. I didn't no, I don't think I did either then. Uh-uh. Yeah, I didn't. Actually, Matea, I think you would because of the hospital stuff. Because your relationship with your, I mean, for lack of a better term, like if your mom you used that to get into the hospital and then you had to sort of roll your way out of empathizing and doing your prayer thing. Oh, yeah. So but my, mom, my mom's not a relationship. Technically, no, but the school nurse is a relationship. It falls in. I, I would think so. I'll let you take it. Sweet. Thanks, Brandon. All right. The next question. Did you put yourself at risk for the other kids? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, we all did. Absolutely. So everybody gets an XP there. And finally, have you learned something new and what is it? Well, we all learned a hell of a lot. <laughs> I, I know you all did. Let's let's get a little specific here. Matea, what did you learn that was new? All that bird shit, Brandon said. Yeah, but did you really learn it? <laughs> I did. Um well I did learn about well, I learned about the little girl and squatting and her not knowing where her uncle was. Does it have to be something educational or can it be just something from this session? Uh, something that furthers our goals towards solving the mystery. 
listen, Brandon said a whole lot of stuff about birds communicating with birds and the thought processes and there being a specialized like dude that teaches you that. I didn't know that before. Okay, I'll allow it. Oz, what did you learn? I'm actually going to say that Oz learned to when to step aside and allow other people in the party to shine. So in this case here, whereas he would have, and, and you know that because we talked about the type of character he'd be with the, and that's why I chose the sneak and the force and stuff like that. He would have been the one to break in, to do pick the lock. But then Brandon stepped up and was like, no, I can do this. And by stepping back and going, okay, then again, learned hey, learn that Brandon picks locks. It doesn't always have to be me. And it also gave him more respect for Brandon as well. I think that is a brilliant thing to have learned. So absolutely take an XP for that. And finally, Brandon? Um, besides the fact that Jackson is capable, is perfectly capable of shutting his mouth and not getting us into further trouble. Um, Dude, that was so fucking nice. <laughs> you were you were very nice today. That's Raj. a backhanded compliment, and you know it. Your, char your character has a nasty tendency of speaking before thinking, and today not you showed always. me that you're no, you're you're today, <laughs> not always. Today, today you showed me that that's not always the case. Um, but I also learned that I'm capable of doing things that I didn't think I was capable of doing, like picking the locks or talking to a guy wielding a cleaver while threatening a parrot, which is nothing that I ever thought I would do. Um, I also thought that, or also learned that some of my harebrained, harebrained ideas might not actually be harebrained at all. Uh, like all those stories that old man Jenkins used to tell me about all the experimentation on people during World War II might be relevant. <laughs> You're not really paranoid if they actually are out to get you. Bingo. So thank you once again for tuning in for this session of Tales from the Loop. I am so, so happy to be back in this game. I've I've missed your random bullshit. <laughs> so thank you so much, so much uh, to my players here. This is always a treat. Not necessarily focused on dice rolls and maps and mechanics, but more just fun role playing. And I absolutely adore it. So if you'd like to find more Tales from the Loop, as well as other RPGs and our regular gaming chat, we just celebrated our 300th episode. So thank you very much to all of our listeners, as well as my fine uh, co-hosts and special guests. And you can find all of that online at ForTheLore.com. Get all the updates from our Twitter, at ForTheLore, or individually, I am at Simodian. Ali is at Pizza Maid, Roger is at Zen Buddhist, and Joe is at Loader ZJ. So thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you again soon enough, hopefully. Thank you for listening to For the Lore. If you'd like to hear more from the guys, check out Popcorn Ronin with Roger and Vince, a movie, TV, and anime podcast as well as Lore Watch, a Blizzard lore podcast co-starring Joe.